You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. I've fallen, and I can't get up! On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a payphone, call collect. Hello, Hansen. Is that a 10-gallon hat? Or are you just enjoying the show? Well, good morning, everybody, and happy Halloweeny here on this uh, Sunday, October 31st. Yeah, that would be Halloween of uh, 2021. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon, I think. And from Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is the one and only... Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We trust you've had a fantastic and wonderful week. Wonderful. Welcome aboard on this Halloween edition of, of the Taxi Stand Hour. Uh, we had some vampire puns, but they all suck. <laughs> so, uh, although we don't really have anything Halloween-themed planned, the ghouls and goblins have gotten into the video board, and as we speak, as we we're speak. Re, we're recooking the the break video. Pretty much, everything's just so, pretty so much if, on the fly here. So I I will be dipping in and out as I try to redo the stuff that was redone last night. And anyway, we trust everybody's had a good week. If you're going to go out trick or treating today, be safe, be careful, have fun. And uh, and just say no to candy corn. Oh, that wipe might be one that you and I actually agree on. I actually, I, I used to love it as a kid. I used to love them as a kid. I just don't see the point of it. There's probably the one it. thing. There's probably one thing that I can't stand more than than candy corn, yeah. black licorice. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. Um, I literally you know, get headaches from black licorice. You know what I used to like, and I hear a lot of people running them down. Now, granted, I haven't had them in like 50 years. Is the circus peanuts? Ooh, yeah, yeah. A lot of people go, ooh, I really, I I like them. I like them. I again haven't had them since before I was a teenager. They're uh, good if they're fresh. Everything's good if it's fresh. Well, yeah, except but you know, the except penicillin. <laughs> oh no! I just there's been a couple of times that I've had I've bitten into one of those uh, circus peanuts and I felt I was gonna extract a tooth in the process. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, if you let them harden like cement, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a bit painful. But 
So as usual, we'll have we'll have a bunch of clips here and, and a full bag of chips. Hell, we got we'll have leftover chips when we're all done. I, I think so. I I think so. Uh, yeah, we we got a, f- a fair bit going on here today. Uh, John, is the phone working today? Uh, I don't know. I I don't have the phone line. Of course it is. What's the number there, goofball? Yeah, well, I listen. I listen. There are days where we don't assume that the that we're actually streaming onto the Radio TFI network. We are That's this true. week. We are That's this true. week. All right. I'm sorry <laughs> I mentioned it, but what's that phone number anyway? Number is 754-800 chat 754-800-2428 if you want to join in here in the conversation. We have no guests actually lined up this week, so uh we are uh, kind of just sort of we're talking to each other, talking to you. If you call, you're welcome to uh, to join the fray. Pretty much whatever you got on your mind here uh, in the in the big show here for the next two hours or so. But first, so. but oh, first, yes, but there, first, there's the segment that scares the bejesus out of John every week, or at least gives him nightmares. Are you ready? a lot of things that give me nightmares? So <laughs> here we go. It's the Radio TFI Market Watch brought to you by Candy Corn. John hates Candy Corn as much as he hates this segment. Uber closed the week at forty three eighty two, down a dollar sixty nine. Lyft closed the week at forty five eighty seven. Down, get this, $9.02. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch. Please sponsor us. Wow, I finished early. Look yeah. At a $9 drop. Man. Well, the, the thing about Lyft is, is it doesn't have a food delivery service to to fall back on. So they are, they are strictly reliant on hauling passengers. Nine. Not necessarily. They've got bikes and scooters. Oh, that's and, well. Uh, yeah, this is true. This is true. Uh, Do they have them there in the in New York? Uh, I've seen they have Lime the motorized scooters. I talked about them a year ago. The Revel scooters that I was using, the electric scooters, more like motorbikes. You know, uh, when I say scooter, I mean the type you sit down on. It's got headlights and you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but they have Lime. And I, well, I haven't used that. It's uh, they've got that going. So uh, I think, and I could be wrong. I haven't researched it. Uh, feel free to correct me, anybody and everybody. Uh, where was I going with that? I think they're involved somehow with uh, with some food delivery or something or other. You think uh, Lyft? You think Lyft is? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Huh. Huh. I, uh, I, I, I've never, I have never seen anything involved with Lyft as far as food delivery goes. You know, Uber Eats is uh, Uber Eats is actually taking uh, is taking a chunk out of DoorDash and Grubhub and all the other food uh, delivery. Whatever they're doing, they might be doing right as far as no. uh, food the delivery. The question is. The question is, how much longer can they sustain paying drivers nothing, overcharging restaurants, and the customers? Uh, until they get wise. Until until these until the the drivers get wise, 
until the uh, uh, and, until the restaurants get wise. Once I, I tell you something, once restaurants uh, start are able to start bringing people through their doors and actually where people are sitting down and eating and whatnot, the whole idea of having food delivered to you is, is not going to, is not going to sustain. And they'll also find out eventually that it's, it's probably more practical to just have, um, just to deliver their own product. If they want to have it available for delivery, they're just going to deliver their own. Right. The, the, the people will figure it out. I, I agree with you because, like I was about to say, for the most part, I believe Uber charges restaurants 30 35% of the menu price. That's just nuts. And then, so which means a lot of restaurants, their delivery menu is higher priced than the uh, eat-in. And then Uber charges the customer a fee and then takes a chunk out of the driver, what the driver gets. So they're getting it from all all over the place. And uh, that's the only thing that, I mean, nothing's, that and investor money are keeping Uber afloat and the investor money is starting to drain off. And look, we've been predicting their demise for years now and hopefully it's coming soon. Um, but if you also look, they've jettisoned, excuse me, they've given up on the flying cars, the electric cars, the self-driving cars, everything that was sucking money out of them. Yeah, you don't you don't hear a whole lot about that. Uh, no, they anymore. gave it, they pulled it all off. They got rid of it all. They got rid of it all because as we've discussed numerous times, numerous times on this very program, uh, autonomous vehicles are a long way away a long way from being able to uh completely driverless and just to go point a point b in a city including c d e and f mm -hmm. uh it's not going to happen even the, the best uber could ever accomplish was five miles before the driver had to take over so yeah. you know I've said it before, we'll say it again. There will come a time when we will have dedicated lanes for autonomous driving, mm -hmm. for automatic driving and all that. And it'll take a long time until every vehicle on the road has the computers and the LIDAR and all that, that they can speak to each other. As long as you got a 57 Chevy out there made of steel... <laughs> It's just going to tell those those little, little – and don't get me wrong. I'm all for the autonomous thing. I hope it happens. John, you and I are not going to see it. We not, will, yeah, exactly. We're exactly. not going to see Johnny Cap, not not by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, prove me wrong. 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. John does it on a weekly basis. Why shouldn't you jump in? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and by the way, to to our uh, listeners on uh, on the radio TFI on the audio, I, I will tell you this. Of course, you know whenever I do a celebratory dance, I it, there usually is a problem behind it, and uh, uh, just a little behind peek behind the curtains. You remember you t telling me what settings to make uh, last week when you had me record? Uh, uh, just do the recording on it. Yeah, I, I well, it, it didn't include you. 
it has since been fixed, and uh, we are back on on live on Radio TFI. But <laughs> John insisted, let me do the stream this week. Let me send and, it out. And it, 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 other than this little oh, this little gaff, this little ten or nine minute gaff. Yeah, sure. Well, it's just ten mm. minutes of the show. Just and you should have seen show. you should have seen the listener numbers there when it when it was just my voice they were hearing. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure it went through the roof. It was uh, exactly. It, it's an amazing thing. It's uh, it truly is, John. What would I do without you? Let me count the ways. So here, real quick, before we leave the the world of Uberville, um, I, let me squeeze this in here real quick because this was a segment I started. When we were actually, when I was on my own there, when you were watching your dolphins getting uh, ran through the old uh, cannery processor there. Uh, anyways, it's 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 a, a segment I like to call another satisfied customer. Oh yeah, no, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. We need to make that a weekly. So as I and all I did was I just went in and. Uh, just went into Twitter and just searched under Uber. I did use, uh, I did search for their, uh, you know, with the at symbol in front of it. So right off the top, didn't have to go very far at all. Uh, from alert citizen, hashtag alert citizen, worst service, Uber, Uber support, wasted time, drivers canceling the trip. How to rely on you guys. Uh, SB says, now Uber charging me twice and haven't given me back the payment they took out yesterday, but want to grab an extra payment this morning. I'm really about done with all these apps. They love to now, rob you. Now stop right there. That's why I always recommend to people, if you're going to, don't just delete the app off your phone. You have to not only you also have to cancel the account, which they drag on. It's a long process, but more importantly, you need to change the credit or debit card you're using. Call your bank, call your provider, get a new card with a new number because they will continue to charge you for things you did not spend money on. One more here from Mads: Never using Uber again. How can they charge a 30-pound can ride home to be triple? This I'm reading it verbatim here, and it's oh, uh, that's always a problem. But uh, anyways, what she's saying is is that the 30-pound ride tripled, and now and more than tripled, and now it's 140 pounds, and they say 48 hours for someone to call back. So, well, look, for one thing, you do see what the hell it says, how much they're going to charge you. You do have the right to say, nah, I think I'll do something smart like, ah, take a cab. How about that? Ah, stop it. Now you're talking crazy. Oh, my God. How could how wait, can it? Wait a second. You mean take a taxi where the price, you, you see the price at the end of the ride, you make a transaction. Uh you pay for the fare. The driver says thank you. Uh, they, you go about your business. You can pay in cash, and you can, or you can pay with a card. But the transaction's done. That's what you're talking about, right? 
I, I, yeah, I think so. I, I think You're I remember hearing of that. You're a nut. Anyway, go ahead. Continue on. Oh, let's see here. How about one more? One more. So the ride Uber tried to charge me $30 to re reserve a few days ago is now $9.96. So it, it's just a... It's, Wait a minute, well, $9.96, that's $996. No, 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 $9. So in other words, when they tried, when he tried to reserve the ride, uh, it was going to be $30. Now now it, they come back and they find out it's only $9.96. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So, so you know, and you can't. We, we tried to tell you. The, the same ride, it's so funny. The same ride that I have, I charged $20 for yesterday at 2 o'clock will be the same ride that I charge $20 for that three days correct. from now at 8 o'clock. It's, it's just, it's amazing. Taxi drivers don't need a surge or multipliers or anything like that. They just need it to be busy because the more butts in the seat, the more cash in the pocket. Exactly. Uh, All right, well. I'll, I'll become a little bit more prepared when and actually give a and find a couple of guys. literally Ed. I tell you, yeah, I know. Be being prepared. I get it. Yeah, I, I get it. reading. That's, that's yeah, I, I get it. You're right. You're right. What's up, Dad? What's up, Dad? Well, well, if it's going to be like that. Uh, by the way, this this just in our video is finished cooking. Just yeah. now, holy buckets! Well, it's it, it's it's already on the shelf and it's ready to roll. Okay, so this is good. Of course, all that effort and the fact that uh, we'll probably get booted off of Facebook by yeah. the time we get done playing it. Yeah, you like that idea? Yeah, you really do. Yeah. You're, uh, hey, hey, let's talk, let's talk about uh, speaking of social media platforms. Let's talk about your favorite face plant. Uh, Changing their name to Meta, 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 Meta. I think is what it is. Meta. I know. I know the the uh, the, uh, the the rumor mill portion that you like to uh, marinate in isn't changing its name. But <sighs> oh, so they're not they're not going to change the whole thing over just to Meta. No, I Facebook is still going to know be known as Facebook. Right. WhatsApp is going to be WhatsApp. Sense. And Instagram is going to be Instagram. It's just it's just going to be now it's going to be under one parent company. Something like that. And when it comes to Facebook, what do I care? I don't. I don't. But anyway, let's uh well before you before you slide off of that. Already. Before you slide off of it, it is a good it's a good time to stack in the fact that uh Shannon Radio TFI is once again available on Twitter. Actually, it's always been available. I just just not to me. I am officially out of Twitter jail, but now I have the dilemma. I established a uh, yeah exactly. I established another uh, a Twitter account, uh, uh, John Radio TFI, which allowed me quite frankly to 
it's funny because I, I don't have that. I, I have a you know my handful of followers there, but I really believe that quite frankly, if I went back and I looked through all of the followers that I had garnered over the 11 years or so that I had that original account, how many of them are alive? How many of them are still or even on Twitter anymore? Uh, so I'm beginning to think that while I'll probably keep that other account open, I probably am still going to primarily use uh, use the other one, John at or excuse me at John Radio TFI. Then then I can be more can be more in in line with my partner here, my esteemed co-host, who is Ed Radio TFI. So it just. All in all, it makes uh, makes a world of sense to me. So, and who knows? I'll change my mind in another uh, another week or two. Who knows? We'll see. Seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight is a number if you wanted to join in here to the conversation. Ed, uh, before I steamrolled you here with all that news, uh, uh, what did you have here going? Where, where did you want to go? I, 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 you know what? I forget. Uh, oh, shit, Jesus. <laughs> honestly, I forget. There's, Is it uh, time for the picture? <laughs> we're getting close. We're dangerously close, as far as I'm concerned. Is it almost noon Eastern? Oh, my word, my word. I thought we'd bust open the bag of chips for this uh, quarter hour. What do you say? Well, let's, let's go ahead with that, because you can't go wrong with chip. He's choking like a dog. Ted Cruz abandoned his wife when Trump called her a pig. Last night, Donald threatened my wife. I'm proud to have worked hand in hand with President Trump. But now Ted Cruz is finally standing up for Nazis. A parent did a Nazi salute at a school board. Is doing a Nazi salute an elected official? Is that protected by the First Amendment? Cruz said this on the third anniversary of the Tree of Life massacre, where 11 Jews were shot to death at a synagogue. While Cruz encourages Americans to scream Heil Hitler at school board members trying to protect our children, his supporters are mobilizing. Hail Trump! Hail our people! Hitler killed 6 million Jews, and now in Texas, if you want to teach that, you have to offer alternative theories? Balance books about the Holocaust with an opposing view. What happened to our country? There's nothing more dangerous than weak men with ambition. Did a Nazi salute? We can't make them better men, but we can take their power. Goddamn right. Do you think we're stupid? I actually agree with you. It's a revolution. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Uh, this week, a judge refused to let two Capitol rioters appear by video for sentencing, rejecting concerns they raised that it'd be too expensive. Quote, defendants found the means to travel to Washington, D.C. to commit the crime to which they had pled guilty, unquote. They'll yeah. figure out a way to get to D.C. That's uh, uh, another quote, another... Uh, Got this off the Twitter. It takes a special type of stupid to think the left would dress up like the right and raid the Capitol to change the outcome of an election they just won. But that's the mentality. So, so what is this whole deal? I, 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 that one kind of slipped under the radar with me a little bit. What's this whole deal about the, uh, the Nazi salute uh, that they're talking about here? It's some school board meeting somewhere. Uh, and, and 
it's happened more than one place. They're referring. It's all about vaccine mandates and all that. Okay, and of course mm-hmm. you've got the maggots uh, are just opposed to anything that the left would bring up, or you know, you you can't tell me it's my freedom. So one of them apparently did the the Heil Hitler thing, which, by the way, if you watched the World Series last night, you you saw Trump doing the cousins work, the uh, cousin of that, the the chop. Mm-hmm. Trump won the World Series last night in Atlanta, and uh, you know, of course, people were outraged at that at somebody doing the Heil Hitler thing, the Nazi salute. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, Ted Cruz is. Now, yes, legally, is it? It's protected by the First Amendment. Our Attorney mm-hmm. General said so right there. It doesn't mean we need to encourage this behavior, now, does it, Ted? Oh, I'm sorry, Ted. Your flight to Cancun is ready to take off. You want to leave your yeah. dog behind? Sorry, anything that comes out of Ted Cruz's mouth is not exactly, uh, you know, I don't take it. And of course, there's always this to say about Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. John Boehner never said anything more important or more spot on than he did that. Uh, and speaking of the Trump supporters, this is from uh, here's one of the crumbs from the bag of chips. Uh, Chip put this out. Donald Trump wanted immigrants to pass civics and English tests to stay in America. Who else would like to see the results of the same test handed out at a Trump rally? <laughs> So Trump went to the went to the ball game last night. What uh, do have you been paying any attention to the World Series at all? Not really. Yeah, Not me really. neither. I don't even know who won the game. I think Houston was up uh, uh, no, when I went to bed last, or was Atlanta up? Well, Atlanta's ahead three games to one now. Oh, are they now? Well, then you're paying more attention to me than me. Well, not as much attention as I might lead you to believe. I am not. uh, Well, it's funny because we played this video here last week. Actually, we played it two weeks now about the whole thing with uh, the Braves, and of course, oh god, that. Other than the fact that, look, it's it's got racist overtone with the whole chop and the, uh, yeah, sounds like, uh, it sounds like sixty thousand people getting ready to go to a go back to the asylum here. But um, it's just flat out irritating. Of course, you know I've never liked the Braves. I've never, you know, when the Braves played the Braves played the Twins in the World Series uh, thirty years ago. Uh, I, I never have never cared for the Braves. I haven't cared for the Braves since Hank Aaron lo- no longer played for them. That's how long it's been since I have cared for the Atlanta Braves. You know, it's funny. When I first moved to South Florida back in the 80s, we didn't have a baseball team. So what you would get would be uh, Atlanta Braves games and and New York Yankee games. And I've never been a Yankee fan. Even Mm -hmm. when I lived here, I was a Mets fan. And I could never, never... Ted Turner just annoyed me to no end. Still does. Uh, so I can never get a handle on the Braves. Uh, but, you know, anyway. Yeah, no, I'm wow. not. 
I could care less about uh, about the Braves. I suppose now, why would you have the Yankees? I suppose there was the. Uh, Are you kidding me? Yankees. Why would uh, why would they be playing their or carrying them down in uh, in my South goodness. Florida? Oh my goodness! You've apparently never spent any time in South Florida. Just it a lot of just a lot of transplanted uh, New Yorkers there. Oh, the it's 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 commonly referred to as the sixth borough. Oh, I, I, didn't, I, I never knew that. I mean, you've got so many people down there from the tri-state area. All of them complaining how nothing is as good as back in New York, to which I've always responded. Flights leaving daily. On the I was going to say, if it's, it's not as good as New York, they can go back to New York. It's a 24-hour drive, and as a bonus, there's no guards at the state borders. You can go right on through. You can make it. <laughs> you can pack up your car. Oh, the sauce isn't good. The water sucks, but go back. Oh, you don't want to shovel the snow anymore? Then adapt to where you are, please. Oh, that's true. Sure. You've lived here for 40 years. Just just shut up already. But, yeah, no, so many transplanted New Yorkers. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. And there was the, you know, and we also had, I mean, Fort Lauderdale was the spring training home of the Yankees for a long, long time, for many, many decades, uh, until relatively, about 15, 20 years ago when they moved up to Tampa. That's where Steinbrenner yeah. had, had all his interest. Uh, the location where the stadium was in Lauderdale, it really, there was a, there, we had two stadiums there. We had a small football stadium and a baseball stadium. And, but it was right, right at, at an airport, our executive airport, co conveniently named executive airport. Uh, but there was no room to expand. So there was no room to put, additional training fields or anything like that. So, I mean, we had the, the Orioles for a couple of years while they were looking for a place, but uh, yeah, no, the Yankees, there's uh, still many, many stories abounding in town from the old Yankee Clipper hotel on the beach of uh, Mickey and Whitey and Billy Martin and that whole crowd, you know, tearing things up because that's where they would stay. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So the, a lot of Yankee, yeah, a lot of Yankee games. Speaking of New York, we have the uh, well. Let Let's play this uh, this little clip of uh, many, many New York NYPD and FDNY Fire Department of Police are vehemently against getting the getting vaccinated. To which the city the deadline was Friday. Deadline was Friday. Uh, either get it or take a hike. You can't, you know, and I personally believe, you know, if your interest is, if you work with, in public safety, you really should give a rat's ass about the public safety. And uh, I got into a bit of a Twitter thing last night. Let me play this bit. So it's, it's from the Daily Show. I'm talking about how, uh, how police in general and New York NYPD how they want us to comply. Take a listen. The NYPD marching against vaccine mandates today in New York City. Protesters chanting, do not comply during the demonstration. Comply. Just don't fight, don't resist. Don't do it. Comply. Comply with lawful orders and you will not die. You should not resist. You should comply. Comply with the commands. Let it go. Comply. We have this, this entire 
new generation that doesn't want to comply with lawful orders, so you have to comply. Do not resist. Don't resist. Listen, comply, do what they say. Comply. You should say, yes, officer, no officer, okay, officer. If you comply, you will go home safe to your family at night. That needs to be the message, not one of martyrdom for resisting. Comply. That is the best way to live. We want everyone to be safe. Do not resist. Let's keep everyone safe. Comply now and complain later. Yeah, YPD, FDNY, why don't you take your own advice? Comply now and complain later. Uh, like I said, I got into a, uh, a bit of a Twitter, I wouldn't say a war. A little dust up? A little dust up, a little dust up. Um, and and this was about, this actually was a message from the FDNY that I was replying to. And somebody replied to me. Uh, I can't find it right now. Uh, who said, well, you know, maybe some of these people are, you know, uh, met, can't medically get the, uh, the vaccine and all that. Uh, to which I replied, uh, you know, yeah, you're correct. Or, or yeah, people that just don't want to get it. I said, you're correct. They should tender their resignations and move on to a field where they do not engage the general public multiple times daily. A public I hear there are places looking for uh, dishwashers. Yeah, sure. A public, mind you, a public, mind you, who encounter these first responders in a time of great stress with no say in who treats them. Uh, and I got some people, some some blowback on that. Uh, well, my original reply to it, uh, to the FDNY, was 100% should have been attained within uh, weeks of vaccine availability. Public safety demands you prioritize the public safety over politics. And that's what got everything started with a hashtag of get vaccinated now. And, you know, people were jumping in and saying, well, you know, they were out there during the pandemic. Yes, we didn't have a vaccine, you know. And even then, some of them weren't following even the, the minimal practices. Uh, I get that we don't have a cure, which is what a lot of folks want. But if you're out there, what happens if you're asymptomatic as a first responder? Let's face it. This is all politics. This has absolutely nothing to do with, uh, with how, you know, the vaccine itself or how long, because you don't, people are saying it's too new. Well, you don't know anything about it. Explain to me how this vaccine was, was created. Uh, here, I, talking about the vaccine, I got, I got a great one here. Uh, uh, this is a Trump supporter. Uh, this is from the Good Liars. These guys are good. I love these guys. But listen to him explain the vaccine and see if you can follow his logic. I dare you. Everyone who has taken the vaccine will be dead within 5 to 15 years guaranteed. So why did Donald Trump authorize Operation Warp Speed then because and create vaccine? Not, it, I think a lot more people would have died. But that's why I'm here. <laughs> so it's going to kill everybody who's taken the vaccine in 5 to 15 years. And Trump created it because it would have killed more people? Again, we're not... I'm not an MD. John's not an MD. I'm pretty confident of that. Yeah, very uh, confident. 
But all this nonsense about, oh, well, I don't know what's in it. You don't know what's in most of what you eat and drink. And again, there is a, a NYPD policy, city policy actually right now, that when in public and in an enclosed space, all on-duty NYPD officers must, must wear a mask. I promise you, you rarely see a cop with a mask on. There was that video that came out a week or so ago. Uh, the young man on the subway asked an officer, how come you're not wearing your mask? And he threw him off the uh, off the subway platform. Not threw him off the platform. He, he uh, kicked him off the, kicked he, him out of there. Kicked him, right, kicked him out of there. And mm -hmm. that's, that's the attitude because I'm above the law. Well, I tell you something. It is probably, uh, I, I got into a minor disagreement with your friend Ken Coons over this when it comes to when it comes to comparing the um, vaccine the, man, the, the mandates on uh, vaccinations to the mandates of wearing seat belts I'm, I'm telling you Ed as I sit here I am probably the last person in this country who finally said to hell with it, okay, I will buckle up. I went into this kicking and screaming. I had said all along, said all along that wearing a seatbelt is a good idea. Good idea. Probably could save your life if you got into an accident. But There's I have, statement of the day. But as one who was at the time, I got out of my car quite a you know, I was getting out and opening doors and that in uh -huh. the cab quite a bit. Uh -huh. I, I was, it was just, it was a royal pain in the ass for me to have to constantly worry about buckling up, unbuckling. Uh -huh. And I, I just didn't want, I did, you know, keep your laws off my, uh, keep your <laughs> laws off my seat, off my lap, you know. I, I was, I, I, I even got a couple of tickets. I even created, I went and had a stamp made when I was paying a seatbelt fine, a stamp made from stamp. I forget. It was one of these that would make customized legal postage that said um, under the, with the click it or stick it. And I put a little stamp mark on that said, stick it. And um, so I, yeah, I was, I was, Totally, totally against the whole mandatory seatbelt thing. But as uh, as time has gone on, I realized that it's it's. Uh, I have not knock on wood. I have not been in a serious enough accident where I think that a seatbelt would have made a difference one way or another. Knock on wood. Um, but having said that. I've seen, I, you see pictures all the time. You see uh, uh, cars where the windshield, where the big hole in the windshield, where the, where the guy has been ejected out of the car, you know, because he, uh, because of uh, such a horrific accident. Well, it's, it's the same thing. Nobody likes to be told what to do. And I get it with the whole thing with the vaccinations. Nobody likes likes the government to come down and lay another mandate on you. You got to do this. I I understand, but the fact of the matter is is that the vaccination is going to protect you 
It's going to protect people around you. It and it is such a no-brainer. Now, if you can, if you physically can't, if you physically can't get, you know, if, if for whatever reason, I understand that. I got to stop you right there. If Go you ahead. can't physically, if you can't physically put on a seatbelt, then you shouldn't be driving a car. You shouldn't be well, driving. I'm, talk, a car. I'm, I'm talking about the vaccine. Yet. Oh, the, the okay. I didn't realize you had switched gears there. Yeah. Yeah. No, with the with the vaccine, and I'm sorry if I wasn't more if I wasn't clear on that, but no, it's gonna it's it's the vaccine is going to if you if you do uh, get the virus, it'll be more like a cold than it will be dealing with. You won't have to deal with what my friend Rod Johnson is dealing with. Um. God, you know, I feel so bad for the man because, like I said, I I know uh, without without talking to the family, I know that they that they were anti-vaxxers. It's just in their it's just in their DNA. That's just the way. That's just the way they are. Right. right. And and there and he is. He's sitting and he's still hospitalized. He's he he will never be the same person. He could fully recover. He could get out of the hospital. I guarantee you, he will never. He will not be the same person. And that is so sad because the man, for as much as him and I disagreed on politics, on the direction in which the country is going, yada yada yada, the the man was a vibrant, you know, active guy. Loved you know, loved life, and to see what he's having to go through. Because of of not getting this vaccination, um, it just it 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 kills me. It really does. It kills me to know about this. Right. So. Yeah. It, it's and again, it's unfortunate. We've talked about this. We'll continue to talk about it. Uh, but getting back to the uh, the first responder thing. You know, you're out there, you're dealing with the general public, you're coming right. across people who cannot be vaccinated. And you may be asymptomatic, but still carrying the virus and passing it along. Uh, you know, look, I, I know paramedics, they train a long time and all that to get to where they are. And this is not this is not a political thing. We have to look, let's face it, if it hadn't been for that big fat gabagoo, we'd be in a very different place right now. A very different place. We probably would have eradicated most of it. And uh but that's that's just not the way it is right now. And I say you know, leave the job. Tender your resignation. The city has changed the terms of employment. You either meet those terms or you move on. Okay? Mm -hmm. If they had said, well, now you need this particular type of driver's license, you would go get that type of driver's license. You'd gripe and complain about it because that's not the way we've always done things. Well, things are changing now. Things mm -hmm. are evolving. And usually says, there's a reason why they make those kind of changes. That's right. Right. They're not made willy-nilly. Uh, no one is saying that this vaccine is 100%. We all know it's not, but it, 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 it helps prevent 
more severe cases. And I defy anybody, anybody, to show me a hospital full of COVID patients that were all vaccinated. It's real easy to find a hospital full of people that weren't vaccinated, but find one. And I'm sorry, uh, paramedics, FDNY, firefighters, God bless you, you do a job I can't and won't do. But on the other hand, I don't need you coming by and killing me because you could be asymptomatic and and you could pass along a breakthrough case case to me. And I'm not having that. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> I keep your keep your paws off me. NYPD is that you got a long history of doing whatever the F they want. Okay. Uh they are they have always been above the law. No question about it. They're not the only police department, but they're the largest one in the United States, in the world, maybe. And uh, they just do what they want, when they want. You can't tell them anything. So they either get the shot or take a hike. That's uh, and, and FDNY has enough positions that don't deal with the general public that they can, uh, you know, they'll find places for some of these people, but Hey, look, the terms of employment have changed. Suck it up, deal with it. Or go start making pizzas for a living. A lot yeah. of these people, a lot of these people are at the point where they can retire. Take your pension and go. Exactly. Take your and go. That's all. It's uh, it's a brave new world out there. And uh, if you don't like it, that's just tough, tough beanies. Tough beanies. Anyway. anyway. I think it's time for another bag of chips. You know. Well, here yeah. we go. Here we go. And guess what? They pulled it off. The organizers of January 6th had inside help. They were talking with this guy. Hello, deplorable! Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and these psychos. A so-called plane that crashed into the Pentagon. Paul Gosar, Lauren Boebert, and Mo Brooks. American patriots start kicking ass! Republican members of Congress orchestrated a coup. To the Capitol! Directing this eunuch to stop counting votes and declare Trump the winner. One day in January. Fortunately, Pence has no balls and it failed. But only after five died and hundreds of police were injured. Let this sink in. Sitting members of Congress were trying to overturn an election. We caught them, we stopped them, and now they deny it happened. These are public buildings. We own them. State by red state, they're wiping voter rolls, closing polling stations, setting the table for the next time, where we might not have Mike Pence to save the day. Now, how fucked up is that? Either we arrest them now and put them on trial, or the next time they steal the election and this guy is your leader. I actually agree with you. Do I have your attention? The best is yet. Tick-tock, mother... Goddamn right. The revolution. High five. <laughs> It is a revolution. They're going to take over unless we stop them. Yeah, and it's so funny because I don't know how you were coming along on the whole uh, on the whole Joy Reed's Halloween uh, clip. If you uh, we're, we're not not yet, but go ahead. Uh, it is is something, and I'd love to be able to play this, and I don't think we're going to be able to. But uh, Joy Reed laid out a. a Heck of a scenario, heck of a scenario, on this, and where she is talking about a, a night. Yes, we're going to yeah. be able to. We're going to be able to play it in the second hour. So don't. Give okay, away. okay. So yeah, I, I ask you to to uh, look at this because I tell you this is this is very chillingly. Real, a real possibility, and I think that uh, that uh, people need to pay attention. 
by all means, we need to pay attention to this. So, okay. Uh, so I won't, I won't give out any more of that. Uh, what else do we got going here? Oh, well, we got- uh, hang on. I'm, I'm, I'm trying, by the way, what was this whole thing? We, we got a five second Roger Stone clip that I still don't know what it means. Oh, oh I get it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So Roger Stone, of course, is part of this whole thing uh, with uh, InfoWars. The I, what the hell is that chuckle butt's name? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Alex Jones. Alex Jones. So now uh, he's thinking that the Info InfoWars Info. T-shirts are actually going to be worth some. This is just a little clip here. Give this a listen. You need to have one of these because if, if a country goes to hell, you can sell it to the Smithsonian for a couple million bucks. <laughs> a T-shirt that says InfoWars on it. I, is that what he was talking about? Yes. The T-shirt? the T-shirt, yes. I Honest to God, I watched that three times, and I had no clue what he was talking about. And I <laughs> and I put it up there because John had, had set it aside, and, you know, when I was – Doing my editing last night and producing the show and all that, I said, "Okay, let's uh, let's see what this is about." But uh, jump. You have to. Jump. You have to consider the source with that. Roger Stone. This guy is how how he is even considered in in logical conversation. The man is just out there. You know where he lives, don't you? Uh, do tell. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Oh, does he now? Does he? Yeah, yes, he does. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. You, you and I have talked about... Uh, uh, <laughs> you and I have talked about different Florida residents over, over the last uh, few years. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing, nothing John, that, John, I'm gonna let nothing you, that comes out of Florida surprises me. I'm going to let you do your thing for a couple of minutes while I work on this. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back before the uh, end of the hour. But John's going to entertain you here. You promise? Well, you know what I'm. You know what I'm going to do for you here. I, I'll I'll lead this one up here. My favorite, uh, the the young lady known as Politics Girl. Uh, it is getting close. It is getting dangerously close to that time of year again, folks, when we are going to be talking about the Christmas season. And of course, every year we get this oh, they're going to cancel Christmas. They're going to cancel Christmas. You can't say Merry Christmas. Oh, liberals, they don't want you to say Merry Christmas. Oh, well, here's a little take from. Uh, the uh, politics uh, girl here. Okay, so apparently Christmas is canceled because Biden's left all of our gifts stuck at sea. First of all, I don't know how we've canceled Christmas when we haven't even got to Halloween, but the delays on shipments from China, if that's what Christmas is, is worldwide. It's a backlog from almost two years in a pandemic, from millions of dead people who used to work in those jobs, from winner-take-all capitalism doubling the price of toys and quadrupling the price of shipping containers. We have less workers on factory floors, less shippers and packers and dock workers and delivery drivers and pilots. Warehouses have been working at half capacity or were closed altogether, and this started way back before Biden came into office. It's why we're promoting the vaccine. So less people are likely to get sick, create new variants, or spend time in the hospital. We want things to be moving again. 
It's why Biden and Newsom decided to pay people to keep the port of Los Angeles, the biggest port in America, running 24-7. They're making a concerted effort to help with the backlog and paying people to do it. But you can't just forget that 750,000 Americans have died and many others have been forced out of their jobs by lack of childcare or closing businesses. That's going to cause a bit of disruption in the workforce, which, again, began before Biden came into power. But I guess what I'm most confused about is the right-wing reason for the season Christians seeming to be the most bent out of shape that we might lose the consumerism part of the holiday. You know, the part where we worship stuff that we wrapped and placed under a pagan symbol we brought into our home. Look, my family loves presents as much as the next group, but wouldn't it be a great Christmas lesson if we couldn't get tons of foreign-made stuff this year and we had to make something for each other or buy American or, I don't know, spend time together after being separated by a pandemic? Didn't the Grinch steal all the presents thinking he would ruin Christmas and then the Who's realized that the point of the holiday wasn't the gifts? Do we not hear over and over again how liberals have taken Christ out of Christmas, but now you're telling us that Christmas is canceled because you can't overspend at Amazon? There's no through line to the narrative here except being pissed off. It's just endless grievance and here's someone to blame. I mean, if you want to be upset with someone, be angry at the Trump-appointed Postmaster General Louis DeJoy as he slows down the post office for a second year in a row so the packages and cards you actually do have don't arrive on time. I mean, you can blame Biden, the devout Catholic who goes to church every Sunday for canceling a holiday, or you can take this as an opportunity to reevaluate what Christmas really means. Because I'm pretty sure it's not supposed to be about plastic toys the color of your Starbucks cup and word policing people's seasonal greetings, but what do I know? I'm not Jesus. When I grow up, I want to be just like her. <laughs> Politics girl. I'm back. Well, hi, boy, I tell you, that worked out just perfectly. Didn't it, though? Didn't it, though? Nothing, nothing like a two-minute clip to be able to to blow away a little time. Yes, yes. So now we've got this. Uh, John, John threw this clip at me, like, moments before we came on. Came on, and uh, so I had to do a little editing on it. And we thank you for your patience, since I'm the only one here who can uh, edit a video. But... Uh, well, uh, <laughs> you 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 have you are the the burden you have the burden of your abilities. All I can tell you, <laughs> you know, I could have brought any I could have brought any Nimrod on 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 with That's me it. here. On you brought this Nimrod. Yeah, there you go. Do you know that there's a city in Minnesota called Nimrod? Yeah, I'm not surprised. He's also an internet radio host, but uh, we won't go there. Yeah. Thank how you, is Shaletta doing, by the way? How is Shaletta doing? Yeah, how is Shaletta doing? Well, we let's see. The last, the, last I, the last I saw from her was uh, she was uh, trying on she was trying on winter gear, snowmobile uh, suits and stuff like that. Having a little tough time uh, Getting into said uh, uh, snowmobile pants, snow pants, uh -huh. if you will, and her uh, her recently ex husband actually happened to be there at the time and was helping her get into these pants. And the video you had to see the video it was actually quite humorous. I thought it was a little bit too uh, too spicy for uh, Facebook, to be honest with you. So, so what you're telling me is the man who spent many years trying to get get her out of her pants, is now back getting her into her pants. Into pants, yes, yes, so that, you could say that. That's really sealing the deal now, isn't it? We're yeah, done that's here. what you call love. Put your I think you call that love. 
That's not what I would call it, but hey, to each their own. To each their <laughs> own. Ooh. Yeah, I wish I, I, I have had the uh, unfortunate of having ex-wives. I wish I had that type of uh, a relationship, uh, with, especially a recent ex. Usually, the one the 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 ones that I the one that I that have called me recent ex, which just soon kill me, than uh, want to help want me helping them getting into articles of clothing. Well, well, that's uh, that's you, Bubby. Uh, Fortunately yeah. for me. Uh, uh, anyway, I, actually, I was going to tell a seatbelt story involving my ex who had somebody make a left turn in front of her. She T-boned the car. The other person was completely wrong. But if not for seatbelts and airbags, she wouldn't have been here today. Mm. She, got, she got banged up. She got a little bruised, you know, uh, but she didn't break anything. She didn't fracture anything. Uh, she was shook up for sure. Absolutely. And, uh, but seatbelt saved her life. By the way, seatbelt saved your life over the years. You just didn't know it. Uh, anytime you drove and you were buckled in and every, you made a sharp turn and you weren't flying across the car. Remember the days with a bench seat, with a flat bench seat? You weren't wearing a seatbelt. You'd make a turn and you go flying. Get out of hold onto the steering wheel for dear life. Seatbelt keeps you in place. Yes, it does. Oh. I, it's funny now, and there was a time on top of the fact that I never wore seatbelts that look, I'm, I'm not the, I wasn't the calm, cool and collected driver uh, that I am now. Oh my God. <laughs> Do tell. It started, started doing this profession when I was 20. Uh-huh. Oh, you, you didn't know man. nothing. You didn't know nothing. Oh, but I had no problem having a uh, having a Ford LTD there, an old uh, an old uh, squad car, basically. Oh, and, now you're talking. Mm, 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 mm. Eight big cylinders under the hood and ready to roll. Oh my God! And I wasn't af- I wasn't afraid to use them. I tell you, I <laughs> I so miss rear wheel drive eight cylinders. Because well, the, the the company I was with when I started, we had Chevys, and you know, but it's just the same. Rear wheel drive, eight cylinders, boy, you tap that gas pedal and away you went. There was, mm-hmm. uh, and then we we shifted to Fords. I you know, after a while, one day we'll 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 go down the history of the vehicles that I drove, uh, the ones I liked, the ones I hated, et cetera, et cetera. I bet, I bet you anything that I can, I can, when it comes through, and you're right, that is a, that is a good idea for a segment, just going through talking about some of the cars that we've uh, driven over time. Mm-hmm. I, I'll bet money, though, that I can, that I have driven more different types of vehicles over time than you have. I, I will not. I, look, I don't know what what the company situation was where you were. So, uh, are you ready? I'm ready. We'll be back here in just a wee bit. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI.
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. This is safe, right? I am sorry, I just have a weird history with stuff being attached to me. Uh, I think I'm inside the mic, or the mic is inside me. It's very confusing. Bodega, bodega, bodega. <coughs> the big black bat bit the big black bear. Okay, people, let's roll! Chalk, Frank, Boo, Fruit, Mummy. They were the world's most popular monster supergroup until the pressures of the serial lifestyle tore it all down. They had it all. Fame, respect, pots of gold. Then they threw it all away. Now, after decades apart, the monsters have reunited. The only question is why? Why are we back together? Why now? It's the mash. The monster mash? That's monster culture. Look at it this way. Santa Claus, that guy has... Like what, 80 songs? Meanwhile, us monsters get one. It's, it's not fair. The Monster Mash didn't just capture the monster zeitgeist. It became the song of a generation. How many songs are able to call themselves a graveyard smash? My therapist says there's a monster in all of us. So it's kind of a universal song. Is there a line in the song that speaks to you? The ghouls coming from their humble abodes. Booberry came from his humble abode. That really hit me right here. It, probably because I came from a humble abode. We didn't call it an abode. It was just a house outside of Minneapolis. Why'd you reunite to record the mash? Ah, oh, for the love of the music, of course. And money. We made a few calls, shook a few sarcophagi. Turns out Yummy was vacationing in Cabo. Reminds me of home, which is Malibu. Oh. It's a nice place, too. We had seen each other over the years, but all of us in one room? It's been decades. At least, I think it's been decades. Time gets weird in the afterlife. I was there that night they broke up. It was actually outside of a laundromat. And all I know is Chalk turned into a bat. They'll never admit it. But yeah, they were nervous. Count Chocula is immortal. This record flops. He will literally never live it down. Why do people always forget I'm also immortal? As I knew would be the case, uh, once we started playing, it was like we had never lost it. Boo was crooning, Fruit Fruit was howling. I was trying to record my podcast next door, and I just kept thinking to myself, uh, they'll have to be done soon. But they just kept rocking. It was cathartic. You needed to be there to get it. Which I wasn't allowed to be. But I was 30 feet outside the door. Would you please keep it down? If this crew, a vampire, a Frankenstein, a ghoul, a mummy, and a wolf that wears, they can mash 
together, maybe there's hope for us all. Okay, people, the nice break. And uh, oh, could I get someone to powder my hands, please? For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the match He did the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash He did the match It caught on in a flash He did the match He did the monster match From my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires feast The ghouls all came from their humble abodes To get a jolt from my electrode They did the mash They did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash They did the mash It caught on in a flash They did the mash They did the monster mash The zombies were having fun The party had just begun the guest included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking over digging the sound. Igor on chains back by his baying hound. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It got on in a flash. They played the match. They played the monster match. Oh. Out from his coffin, Rack's voice did ring. Oh. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Oh. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, oh. Whatever happened to my Transylvanian twist? It's now the match. It's now the monster match. The monster match. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the match. It's got on in a flash. It's now the match. It's now the Monster Mash. Now everything's cool, Drax's a part of the band. And my Monster Mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them what it said. Then you can mash. Then you can Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. And you, my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Then you can Monster Mash. Now you tell me. 
Yeah, you got to warn me when you do things like that. You know? Hey. All right, welcome back. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. Once again, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I am John Shannon. And from Queens, New York, at the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. So, let me get to it. Patience. Once again, good morning, sir. Good morning, ghouls and ghoulies. And welcome aboard to our fantastic, scaretastic Halloween edition of the Taxi Stand Hour. For those of you who are just listening during the break, you can ignore what I'm about to say. For those of you that were watching during the break, that was the fourth time I processed that video. And for some reason, the invisible man kept showing up instead of Bobby Boris Pickett. And there was film cuts in there. I had all sorts of goodies in there. And every time I rendered that piece of video, nothing showed up. <laughs> nothing showed up. I I, I just, I, I honestly, I don't know. It's just one of those days. The ghouls and the goblins are in the, uh, you know, along with the usual band of, uh, of uh, gremlins. For the uh, well, and we haven't done it in a long time. We haven't given out the hashtag. That hashtag, hashtag, big time professional big time. radio. Tell you oh, what. absolutely. Well, it was more big time uh, professional TV, to be honest with you. Because... Well, well, you're 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 not entirely wrong about that, sir. You're not. Mm. I thought I had more time for my pop tarts. It's not not a good day. Good day. For John, what are you dressing up with today? Uh, I am not, uh, I'm not dressing up as anything. I'm going to put on, uh, put on a little bit of a wrap cause it's supposed to be kind of, kind of chilly. Uh-huh. And I am going to, uh, uh I'm going to hand out candy. We have okay. a few kids here in the, in the neighborhood. All right. Uh, of course, I only got, uh, I only got uh, little Snickers bars and little M&Ms cause those are, my favorite type of uh, candy. Oh, sure. So, sure. so each one, each one of the little goblins will get one little one of each. So man. I make sure that I have enough for me when the man, whole man. thing is all said and done. Brutal, brutal, brutal. brutal. <laughs> Do I know what I'm going to be today? Uh, nothing. A disgruntled football <laughs> fan. And boy, I'm getting feedback. Like back you wouldn't back believe. I'm getting believe. echoes. I'm getting... It's like the old days with you, John. I can oh, hear I know, myself. right? I can hear yeah. myself. So, clearly, you did something wrong there. And, oh, uh, it was my fault, so that's absolutely. why you gave I Actually, check your settings. Make sure you didn't turn something on or I, off. I didn't, I didn't touch a thing, honestly. All right. Well, in that case, I see no reason not to. Are we ready? Oh, absolutely. You sure now? Absolutely. Are you ready? That's the question. Oh, actually, no, I'm not. <laughs> I think about it. I'm not ready. I'm you not. aren't ready. I am not. I am nowhere close to being ready. Uh, so, so you were playing the Munsters theme as uh, as. Well, wait we, a second. Wait a second. I got a I got a false start on the uh, on the segment here because uh, I had to stop the music. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, I was playing the Munster themes. Go ahead and talk. Go ahead. 
So just a quick question, Munsters or Adam's family? You know, I, I, I'd have to go Munsters. I'd have to go Munsters without, uh, without question. There was, uh, you, you, you just, you, you just, you know, they were just a lot more fun, just a lot more fun. And I wish, I wish they would do with as much many remakes as we've done uh, over time of the Adams family in animation in in live in regular movies and whatnot with all the retakes and redos and reboils. I wish they'd do something like that for the monsters and nothing. Well, it's funny. You should mention that. Okay. Because Rob Zombie, have you ever heard of Rob Zombie? Heard of. That's about he's, it. He's a, he's a musician, blah, blah, blah. He makes, he's also makes movies and all that. He is producing a uh, monsters movie. Uh, there's a oh really? There's a, a publicity still out. Stars his wife as Lily, and uh, but yeah, no, that's actually happening. So it's funny you should mention it. I'll be. I'll look forward to it. I I like the monsters more too when I was a child. Oh, it's just that now the Adams family has they've taken off with that franchise so much. I mean, you've made it if you're part of a progressive commercial for one thing. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know the history of the Adams family. Uh, you know, I think I might have heard it once, but I've long since forgot it. And Charles Adams was an artist who drew cartoons for the New Yorker. Okay, and the Adams family actually began as cartoons, one-panel cartoons in the New Yorker magazine. Hmm. Hmm. You rag. I also got to meet Al Lewis once. He was a real ass. Oh, really? He had a little uh, uh, acting studio. In now, the this building. is going back to the Munsters and Al Lewis being after, grandpa. Yeah, this is after the Munsters, so He had an acting studio uh, 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 right next door to where a buddy of mine lived on West 51st Street. And we were we were hanging out in front of the building and playing and all that. And next thing you know, there's Grandpa sticking his head out the window. Shut up, you effing kids! Blah 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 blah. It's from like the third floor up. And we used to see him coming and going all the time. And to us, he was a grouchy old bastard. But then again, but then again. All right, I'm confused now. Are we ready to roll now? I lost John. John, I lost you. Oh, um, you got your false start. Got yeah. your five-yard penalty. My five yards. <laughs> You're about ready to throw it into the uh, throw it into the defense hand. Oh, wait a minute! You don't play for the Dolphins. I forgot. I'm sorry. <sighs> that hurt. That hurt in places that. It's time for John and Ed versus the Spread, your weekly foray into the exciting world, exciting, exciting world of pigskin. Prognosticate, prognostication. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try that again. 
It's time for John and Ed versus the spread. Your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin procrastination. God damn it! Prognostication. You know, I still have it written the wrong way. This I printed this script out last night. And take four? Yeah, we're going to do it the right way. All right. Blah, blah, blah. Go ahead. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. Blah, blah. <laughs> it's time for John and Ed versus the Spread. Your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. Each week, John. Damn it. False start, Shannon. Gerald, the computer who wore tennis shoes, and I will each choose professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. Extra points can be earned by going for it with a two or three point conversion. If we have the nerve. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's John and Ed versus the spread. Hey, caramba. I've never had it go that poorly before. My God, I even screwed up the word exciting early on. But let's uh, let's get everything up there. And that was painful. Oh, I just want you to know that was painful. Fear not. It was painful on this side, too. It didn't it, see, and things are not going on. Well. There we go. That's what we want. Well, well, well. As of right now, the score stands. John Shannon has nine points. The inanimate object has nine points. Gerald, the supercomputer who wore tennis shoes. Meanwhile, I'm trailing behind with a miserable seven. Let's take a quick peek at last week. John goes three and oh. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. John Shannon. John Shannon went, went right down the line there. He, uh, he, he caught up to Gerald. Uh, Gerald uh, only only blew the one game and blew it bad, the Chicago-Tampa Bay game. Jeez, Louise. Meanwhile, your boy, uh, the only game I won was the easiest pick in the world, New England over the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Boy, oh boy, did I get destroyed last week. Hi, caramba. Hi, caramba. Anyway, anyway, let's uh, – where am I here? Oh my goodness! I don't know if I'm coming, going, or in between. Let's. Uh... Yes, I know we just lost our our picture there. John, let's start with you. Let's start with your first pick of the day, and uh, uh, I keep losing the picture there. There we go. Yeah, it's still not. It's still not where we want to be. So oh, I. There we go. Now it's where we want to be. Oh, okay. All right, so I am going to start. I'm going to go with a little uncharted territory uh, uh, this time around. The uh, Cincinnati Bungles. You, you really? Uh, never mind. There was a joke there somewhere. But anyways, they are traveling to to New York, where right now I think the Girl Scouts could probably uh, beat them. The Bengals are ten and a half point favorites. I'm going to take the Bengals, uh, get uh, giving up ten and a half. All right, my first pick of the week. I'm. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, I'll get to that momentarily. The New England Patriots visit the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, New England is four and a half 
half point underdog on this. I got to tell you, Mac Jones, he's not so bad. He's not so bad. I think uh, I think the Patriots have have a good shot out there in Los Angeles today. So I'm going with the Pats over the L.A. Chargers. Gerald, uh, how are we doing today? Mr. Shannon, my compliments. You played superb last week. Well, that was nice of him to say for you. Yeah. But Stay now what happened to the screen? And let the big dogs play. All right, Gerald, what's, uh, what's your first pick? For my first pick, I'm taking the Washington football team, plus three, over the Denver Broncos. All right, very good. He's taking Washington plus three, and we're having technical issues here. Uh, John Shannon, what's your next pick? Here, let, let me let me go to my screen because otherwise I'm going to miss it for sure. <laughs> All right, uh, in a, in a, a game that I I would never normally touch, uh, I'm taking uh, Tampa Bay four and a half point uh, favorites uh, as they're visiting. Them, their Saints in New Orleans. So I, I am going to take uh, Tampa Bay giving up four and a half. I took them on my personal picks. By the way, on my personal picks, boy, am I sucking wind this year. Yumping yimity. And in the first of two, the Philadelphia Eagles visit the Detroit Lydowns. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, your boy's going for two on this one. I'm giving up 13 and a half points. Taking Philly over Detroit in Detroit. Uh, what was the original yeah. spread there? Do you know off the top of your head? It was like, uh, about three three points. Give Is or take. that all? Really? That's all. I'm taking a chance. I got to catch up. Uh, mm. Gerald, what, what do you got your second Thank game? You. This pick is my Halloween special. Why? Because it scares me to death. The LA Rams visit Houston and are 16 and a half point favorites over the hometown Texans. Go Rams. There you go. That's uh, John. How about your final pick? My Minnesota Vikings. I, I, I just I spell I about fell out of the cab when I saw this. Uh, uh, when I saw this, my Vikings are actually three point favorites uh, hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, they are. And I and I think it has a little something to do with the fact of the uncertainty of uh, Dak Prescott and whether or not he's going to be playing. So uh, Cowboys, I hate to say this, I'm taking the Cowboys giving up or getting, excuse me, three points over the Minnesota Vikings. By the way, just so you know, you probably don't, you probably don't know this, but coming into this week, the Cowboys are seven and zero against the spread. Mm -hmm. So you can look at it any number of ways. My final pick this week, once again, I'm going for two on this game as well. Pittsburgh, the Steelers visit my Brownies. And uh, I'm going for two with the Brownies, giving up 13 and a half points. I believe it was four or five on the original line. So uh, I'm going for a potential of five points this week. If I win everything and these two other goons lose everything, oh, no, I'll be ahead. Anyway, we'll figure out the math later. And finally, Gerald, what do you got for your third and final pick? Okay. Lastly, those dirty birds of Atlanta host their division rival, the Carolina Panthers. Give me Atlanta minus three. There you go. Gerald, uh, Carolina, 
over Atlanta minus three. So let's let's sum up. Let's sum up here. Big John, Big John Shannon, uh, once again, no loyalty to his home team, taking those Dallas Cowboys, getting three points in the uh, Hubert H. Humphrey Dome today at 12 p.m. Central Time. Uh, He's also taking – it's a good choice. I like this pick because I did it myself. Uh, Tampa Bay giving up four and a half points in New Orleans. Who that? Go Saints. He's uh, he's texting something. He's looking something up now. I don't know if it's going to come to me or not. Finally, he's uh, he's given up ten and a half points to them Cincinnati Bengals, who, by the way, are playing very good. John, they're not really the Bungles anymore. They're playing very well. Uh, Joe uh, Burrow, I think, is is the quarterback. This kid's playing well. They get they got a future with him. Uh, the J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Good God, I mean. The only the only thing that makes me feel better about being a Dolphin fan is knowing that there's people that are Jet fans. Meanwhile, speaking to me, I uh, I'm taking New England, getting four and a half out in Los Angeles, uh, going for two with Philly over Detroit, giving up thirteen and a half points, and once again going for two with Cleveland at home hosting them Pittsburgh Steelers, going for two points, giving up thirteen and a half points. Gerald is uh, taking the the Washington Football Team plus three. Over Denver in Denver, uh, he's a little on shaky ground with the L.A. Rams visiting Houston and giving up 16 and a half points on the road, giving up 16 and a half points. That's a, that, that's a tough nut to crack. And finally, Carolina visits the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Gerald is taking the Falcons, giving up three points. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this week for John Ed versus the spread. If you're going to gamble with uh, with real money based on our picks, John, what do we say about that? You're about as crazy as Marjorie Taylor Greene. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes John and Ed versus the spread for this week. Uh, for those of you listening on the archive, there's music under me right now. If you want to hear the music, you'll have to listen to the replay. <laughs> <sighs> well, that went poorly. By the way, uh, Gerald and I had a bit of a bit of a tussle last night because as it turns out, he cannot pronounce the word Falcons. Was he saying Falcons? He was saying Falcons. Falcon. Falcon. So? God, you'd be awfully damn picky. No, no, it didn't sound like Falcons at all. It was not even. So uh, we had to get him to say Dirty Birds, which he said Perfectly. Of Dirty course. Birds. Dirty Birds was not a problem. And uh, uh, <sighs> where was I? Yes, I. my Dolphins are taking on the Bills today. And uh, it's going to be ugly. It's, oh, crap. Now what, now what happened? <laughs> I just tried to upload your your video, your joy reveal, which is by the way going to be the death of me. It's just a wee bit too large. Oh no, and you just and and you took out the one that I had, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh we're gonna try to do this. Just everybody just go about your business. <laughs> go ahead, John. I I gotta work around. I gotta work around. Just, uh, one of the things that uh, was, and this is just a short little bit here, but I wanted to get this cleaned up, was the whole uh, 
uh, thing, the whole uh, deal that they're putting magnets in your system uh, with the vaccination. Uh, and somebody, somebody was going to try to prove it. Now, this is more of a visual than it is for audio, but uh, give this a quick look-see. Do you have anything there that you can stick to yourself now? There's going to be a lot of people who say, well, that's just not true. <laughs> it's 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 mind blowing to tell you the truth. Just how much these people, uh, what these people will go through to try to prove something about the you know, especially this is about the vaccinations. I wonder if people back in the days, you know, during the polio, uh, the polio uh, vaccinations and the measles vaccination. I wonder if, of course, you know, there's been, maybe this all started with the measles vaccination. Look how many people now, for whatever reasons, don't want to get the measles vaccination. You know, so maybe there is something uh, to say about uh, about that. Ed, how are we doing there? Are we having any luck? I can't hear you. Ooh. Oh, he wants to hear me now. You can't hear me. Oh, Still can't funny. hear you. Now you can hear me. I can hear you. Now you can hear me. I think we got something here. We're going to give it a try. All right. Let's All right. do it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Wish us luck. Okay. Now here is where I normally read somebody for filth in what we lovingly call the absolute worst. But since it's nearly Halloween, let's change it to... Absolute scariest. <laughs> and do you want to know the substance of my spooky nightmares? Come closer. 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 It's not ghosts or goblins or things that go boo. It's what America could look like in January 2025. Just picture it. An even older weirder Donald Trump, buoyed by Republicans in red states who game the voting system, Texas style in states like Florida, Georgia, Arizona, and more, so that they decide who wins no matter what the voters do, decided that he had enough guarantees of victory to run for president again. And just as happened in 2020, he loses because he's a loser and most young people and people of color can't stand him. But it doesn't matter because Republicans have put their own people in place in state election boards and they have enough governors to reject Joe Biden's electors this time. And so Trump returns to office. But this time he's unconstrained because there are no more American Democratic elections. With his own little puppet, Puppet Kevin, as speaker, whom he can dangle and fling to his delight. And his cruel, wicked henchman, Grim Reaper Mitch McConnell, back in charge in the Senate, each man more desperate to curry Trump's favor than ever before. And his hooligans firmly in control of the Republican Party nationwide, there is no stopping him. Having returned to power after the Republican-rigged 2022 midterms, McConnell refused to allow President Biden to name anyone to the Supreme Court. So now they get to make it seven to two for the far right if one of the current members becomes a ghostly incarnation. 
With Roe versus Wade already long gone, women have no rights over their own bodies, and the bounties are flowing. The right to vote, gone. Americans have but one choice, Republicans. Migrant children, back in cages. COVID-19 running freely throughout the population, killing at will, while Trump's new vice president, Ron DeSantis, laughs gleefully as he counts his Regeneron stock. But America's new president for life doesn't laugh, oh no. Denied power and Twitter for so long, he is on a rampage, using the IRS to attack his enemies and to punish and seize control of social media companies to make them his own personal mouthpiece and to give his children corporate jobs. Sorry, Getter, you're just too weird to be included. And if you think it's racist and fascist out here now, oh, just wait till all of Trump's monsters are unleashed. Picture the Proud Boys and the Three Percenters and the Boogaloo Boys with real power. Trump's own personal militia, racist sheriffs and police free to commit untold violence against anyone they please, all in the name of Trump. The land ravaged, plowed for every drop of oil and coal till it all just burns. If you're LGBT, especially T, be afraid. Your rights are on the knife's edge. Be quiet. Shh. Perhaps they won't see you if you hide. Books banned or burned. Only the extolling of white heroes will be allowed. Hide your Toni Morrison. Hide your W.E.B. Du Bois. Hide your 1619 Project if you want them to survive. Because America won't be America anymore. It will be theirs. And I want to fire Dr. Anthony Fauci. Did you hear that, Tony? They want you locked up. You know, on January the 6th, I objected during the Electoral College certification. Maybe you heard about it. These radical liberals, they want to erase our history. They want to replace it with their crazy Marxist theories. And call your congressman and feel free. You can lightly threaten them and say, say, you know what? If you don't start supporting election integrity, I'm coming after you. My God. A parent did a Nazi salute at a school board because they thought the, the, the policies were oppressive. General Garland is doing a Nazi salute at an elected official. Is that protected by the First Amendment? Yes, it is. Okay. Happy spooky Halloween. And that's tonight's readout. Come on back, John. You got to unmute, pal. Here we go. <laughs> So many buttons, so little time. So many buttons, so little time. Well, it took some doing, but we uh, we we got John wanted that on. Congratulations, John wanted that on in the worst way, and that's exactly how we did it in the worst way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, couldn't hear a little bit of it there at first, but uh, well, there was. Uh, look, I uh, that was an audible. We uh, we managed to put that one together, and uh, we discovered a couple of things too. So. Uh, We'll talk about it later. But, you know, she brings up a very good point. I mean, this is, none of this is totally out of the, uh, out of the norm. And you know what's, what's going to happen, of course, nobody goes to the damn midterm elections. Everybody got their way. We're in happy, happy, joy, joy land because, um, because uh, President Biden and, in some inst- you know, and maybe even more so, the fact that uh, 
uh, Kamala Harris is now our vice president. Mm -hmm. So we think, and it's the same thing that happened uh, in the midterms after Obama was elected. Every, you know, people turned out like crazy for the for the presidential election. Midterms came. Oh, mm. well, forget about it. Well, don't forget, in November 2022, vote Ed. Doesn't matter where you are. I'll go anywhere. I'll serve whoever. I'm minute for the bennies. So vote Ed. Get me in there. Write me in. ED. It's real simple. ED. <laughs> Piece of cake. <laughs> Do they need my last name? That's pretty easy, too. It's uh, V-A-N capital N-E-S-S. It's two words. I know it, it trips you up a little bit, but trust me, it's because we want it done correctly. And there'll be there'll be buttons and posters and uh, uh, as we approach uh, less than a year out. Uh, John's going to be my campaign manager. I'm not going to let him do anything, but he's uh, going to have the title of campaign manager. And uh, uh, yeah, vote Ed. Write me in. Do what you got to do. I, I, I... I'm putting that in the same category as whether or not you're using our football picks to bet real money with. So. Oh, God, no. Not this year. Oh, this year I am I am not doing well at all. Not at all. I don't have it open, but it's, uh, it's, it's not going well for yours truly. Not by any stress of the imagination. But she is not, Joy Reid is not wrong. Getting back to that, if... Uh, it's going to be a hell. It's going to be a hellscape if uh, if these knuckleheads get in and do what they want to do. Hell, they're not technically in power, and it doesn't stop them from doing what they want to do. Mm -hmm. So uh, the only advantage, John, you and I will have is that we're white males. That's scary. That's is very I, and scary. I talked to I talked to Shaletta about this via Twitter one time that. The fact that this is especially me, especially now that I've grown a little bit of a, a little bit of scrunge on my face again here. I could walk through any damn uh, Proud Boys uh, gathering or any with any of these groups. I could walk through, walk, go on, run about my business. One wouldn't, uh, nobody even bat an eye. It looked like I belonged. Absolutely. And especially since you have all the Proud Boy paraphernalia in your closet. You got all the merch. Or are you a three percenter? Actually, no. You know what? I'm going to go out and buy me an InfoWars t-shirt. <laughs> that that sucker's going to be worth, that's going to be worth a cool million at some point. What? What an idiot. Oh, that's your idiot. God. What an idiot. Hmm. And the bad part about it is, is there are people that actually pay attention to him. Well, there are people that hang on his word. What's Roger Stone going to say next? Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, you know mm -hmm. who one of them was? The dipshit that was our president. Mm -hmm. You can't talk about our president that way. Well, he's not our president anymore. So uh, just accept the fact that you lost. And uh, uh, I pulled this off the internet. He'll never accept it. No, I'm talking about all of them. You know, this is how democracy works. One side wins, one side loses. The the losing side licks their wounds, figures out what they did wrong, and you don't change the game, you don't change the umpires, you change 
they're they're going to be a very powerful minority. Uh, I've seen this before a million times. I finally pulled it off the interweb just because I like it, and it'll never go out of date. Uh, I feel it applies to virtually everything we talk about. When you're dead, you don't know you're dead. All the pain is felt by others. Same thing happens when you're stupid. Good point. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. Good points. So, as we as we rattled our way into November, elections uh, in some parts of the country coming up this week. Uh, it's bad enough we've got a, a too many places now that have that have uh, changed their voting laws to the point where with the Republicans, when they lose, they can just basically go in, flip a switch, and, oh, look at that, we won. Uh, it, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be... I, it, it pains me that the last few years of my life are going to be lived under under tyrannical rule. And, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I was hearing something. It's outside my window. It sounded like a mob. I was here. I was hearing hearing it myself. You got you got people hanging out by the damn uh, studio here. I, 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 I thought it was the mob finally coming for me. <laughs> Pitchforks and torches. That's <laughs> long overdue. I mean, I barely well, got you know, it. Maybe, maybe it's Secret Service, you know. That, no, they wouldn't be that, that noisy. Funny. They wouldn't be that noisy. <laughs> I mean, I barely got out of the state of Florida in one piece. Let's uh, let's not kid ourselves here. We're still waiting for that knock on the door. Secret Service, yeah. open up. No seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. Phone lines are open if you want to uh, call in, weigh in. Love to hear from you. Absolutely, whether you agree with us or not. I could, uh, I could care less. Ken, welcome aboard, Ken. And by the way, it's F A U X, foe. <laughs> it's just like hoax, with the X on the end. Welcome aboard, pal. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> now I'm. Oh, thank you, Ken, because. We need we need to keep an eye on. That's what we need, Pally Boy. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, let's see what we can do to piss you off right now. I think you open up a bag of chips. That's the way to go. I you know what? You you there's nothing wrong with that. He's choking like a dog. Ted Cruz abandoned his wife when Trump called her a pig. Last night, Donald threatened my wife. I'm proud to have worked hand-in-hand hand with President Trump. But now Ted Cruz is finally standing up for Nazis. A parent did a Nazi salute at a school board. Is doing a Nazi salute at an elected official. Is that protected by the First Amendment? Cruz said this on the third anniversary of the Tree of Life massacre, where 11 Jews were shot to death at a synagogue. While Cruz encourages Americans to scream Heil Hitler at school board members trying to protect our children, his supporters are mobilizing. Hail Trump! Hail our people! Hitler killed 6 million Jews, and now in Texas, if you want to teach that, you have to offer alternative theories? Balance books about the Holocaust with an opposing view. What happened to our country? Stop, 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 stop. 
There's nothing more dangerous than weak men with ambition. Did a Nazi salute? We can't make them better men, but we can take their power. Goddamn right. Do you think we're stupid? I actually agree with you. It's a revolution. (laughs) That one goes out to Ken. (laughs) That was all for you, buddy. Absolutely. All the chips, all the time. And uh, actually, I've been I've been waiting for a moment to slip this in. Fiona Hill, and you remember Fiona Hill. She uh, she talks here about Trump's relationship with Vladimir Putin. This is uh, it's interesting. For Trump, everything was about looking strong and powerful. And for him, when he gazed at Putin, Putin was what he wanted to be. It wasn't about doing anything for Putin or being in the thrall of Russia or the Russian security services. But he was, in a way, in the thrall of autocrat envy. For him, Putin epitomised everything that he thought a strongman leader, which is what he thought of himself as President of the United States, should be, should be doing. Um, he was, for him, the someone who... This is, this is Putin for Trump. Super powerful, no checks and balances within his system, garnered respect internally in Russia and could pretty much do anything that he wanted strutted around the world stage with all eyes on him and everybody thinking of him, you know, really as, uh, again, a sort of a global celebrity. Trump also thought he was fabulously rich and running the country as his own business. But this is, of course, what Trump wanted. There you go. And that's that's just a small, itty-bitty part of... uh... (sighs) We'll, we'll We'll never fully get over it. We'll never fully get over it. Uh, well, things keep rolling the way they're rolling right now. You won't have to. Uh, you won't have to get over it because we might have a. We might have a part two. Yeah, and Ken, we're hoping you can put in a good word for us when we get sent to the educa- re-education camp. Uh, I can that I can get a bed with a window. John needs to be near the bathroom, so if you could put that word in with us with the. Uh, you don't know the half of that one. <laughs> <laughs> With whoever our, our, our Colonel Clink will be, just uh, we're just asking for some medium comforts. <laughs> you know the ones that I, I really feel probably I feel the worst for, and it was mentioned it was mentioned uh, a little bit in that uh, video that Joy Reid did would be people that are on the uh, are on what you'd call maybe the fringe of life if you will transgender right uh, people come come to mind you know cause now it'll be open season to persecute people sadly sadly yeah. and look while this while it's not necessarily my thing and not necessarily something I fully understand but it ain't hurting me if somebody exactly. wants to live, if somebody wants to live their life that way, again, I'm not, I'm not, in, I'm not looking to be a, a you know, a, an active participant, but I got nothing to say about who you love or who you are, or you know, you show up, you go to work, you do your thing, you pay your taxes, how you dress, how you behave at home, that's that's on you, man, that's on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I long ago. When I when I was a, t- a kid, started working on Broadway at about eighteen as an usher. Later on, a ticket taker and all that, but I very quickly got used to the fact that I would get hit on by men occasionally, 
actors and all that because there's there's shocking here's a shocker there's a lot of gay people on broadway go figure who knew but i learned to just accept it as a compliment and move on thanks but no that's not how i that's not how i roll and uh some of them we we wound up being friendly and all that uh you know no no big thing you know and well, I, just, okay, I just learned to ex- I just learned to accept it, move on. Thanks. No, not my thing. And uh, mm-hmm. you know that's that. That's it. I don't hate the person for it. They showed interest in me. Why would I hate somebody for that? Exactly. They enforced themselves on me. Mm-hmm. They hit on me, and uh, sorry, that's not my thing. How many times did it ever happen to you in the cab? Get hit on? Oh, at night it yeah. would happen. It would happen uh, reasonably frequently. Because also we had, we had a, a place called Wilton Manors, which is a, a separate city, basically surrounded by Fort Lauderdale. But Wilton Manors is the number one gay tourist destination in the world, in mm-hmm. the world. So we did a lot of rides from there to the beach and back. And you know, when you drive a cab, you just got it. That's just something you got to learn to live with. You politely say thanks, oh, yeah. but no, you know, it's not my thing. I watch, especially Haitian drivers, and just because of their culture, go crazy on guys. Oh, he's gay. He tried to hit on me. He spoke nicely to you, and he asked you out. Say no. That's it. That's the end of it. There's no, uh, I got hit on a bunch of times. You know, one guy once put his hand on my shoulder. I said, that's not, that's not advisable. Is it because I'm gay? No, it's because you're sitting behind me and I don't know what else you got in your hand. Okay? Exactly. That's a cab driver thing. And uh, and that wound up to be cool. And all the years, all the years, I only ever had to throw two, count them, two uh, gay men out of my car. And not for hitting on me or anything like that. Just for, because guess what? Gay people can be assholes too. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, yeah. By the way, disabled people can be assholes too. Everybody, well. everybody yeah, has yeah. the potential to be an asshole. Absolutely, everybody. Oh, and and, and it, I've only no, I, I've never. I I can count on one hand the number of times I put people actually put people out of the cab. Oh, it has happened. Oh lord, it has happened. But uh, I would need a lot more hands than that. Uh. Uh, but I did. I had a. I had a, 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 well, three or four of them in the car uh, one time, and they didn't like the route I took. Mm. And um, three or four. To what? tell me, customers, gay, gay, okay. Okay. yeah, gay customers. I'm sorry. Uh, and they, I tell you, man, I, I was. Oh, John, I was I, really surprised. I need to interrupt I was you. Really surprised. I need to interrupt okay. you for one second, just to make this clear. Uh, speaking for myself and probably John too, the reason we know they're gay is because of generally the destination. They're going to a gay bar or a known gay uh, bathhouse or that kind of thing. That's how or we picking know. picking them up from. Right. Or vice versa. So that, that's yeah. how we know. We're not, we're not stereotyping. We, you, you, mm. you piece it all together. Anyway, John, finish your story. Oh, I'm just it was it surprised me because norm it, it had been my experience over time that most uh, uh, most of the gay uh, passengers I've had were 
just back in the back seat, just having fun, just do, right. do, just doing their own thing, and really, quite frankly, not paying a whole hell of a, nope. a lot of attention to the uh, to the uh, uh, fat, ugly white guy sitting in nope. the front seat. You nope, know? nope, nope, nope. I had, uh, and again, I work nights, and you work days. Trust me. It's, well, uh, no, I've done my share of working nights. Okay, too. all right. I, uh, you know, look, I used to have. Uh, one of the things I started doing in the later years, uh, there was, all, along Fort Lauderdale Beach, there were a number of small hotels and motels that catered to the gay clientele. So you'd get mm-hmm. a call there, and they give you the destination. It's going over to this place, Wilton Manors, and there was a whole bunch of bars and restaurants there, all gay-owned and operated. So you'd be going, I'd be going over there, and we'd be talking and chit-chatting and whatnot, and then I would lean back at a, at a red light. I would I would do this. I'd go. By the way, you know they're all gay over there. <laughs> and they always got a kick out of that because okay, cats out of the bag. Like it wasn't sticking its head out already. But you know, you know we're good. We're cool. Hey, we got one more one more chip in the bag. You want to you want to blow this one out or? Let's go ahead. Go Let, ahead let's and rock and roll. This ought to help Ken as well. It says to overthrow tyrants. Whoa, did she just say what I think she said? Overthrow tyrants. Somebody get her a lawyer. She just admitted to a coup. Barnaby Jones, starring Buddy Epson. We are at a time of historic stupid in the Republican Party. You know what uranium is, right? Think of nuclear weapons and other things, like lots of things. Yeah, but how did this happen? Don't come knocking on my door with your bounty out. Today, Republicans believe pro wrestling is real, pop culture institution, and vaccines are fake. Powerful sex hormones. She's going to make Merry Christmas a banned phrase. But if there is an American queen of stupid, it's this ham-fisted halfwit. She was anonymous. A traitorous lug nut from the peach state. A so-called plane that crashed into the Pentagon. It's like evolution in reverse. These are public buildings. We own them. Talking to Marjorie Taylor Greene is like explaining algebra to my dog. But my dog never tried to hang Mike Pence. Do you think we're stupid? Uh, yeah. I actually agree with you. Goddamn right. It's a revolution. High five. Yeah. <laughs> well, that empties the bag of chips for this week. And uh, <sighs> John's girl. John's girl. MGT. MTG. That's okay. I did not know that she'd questioned uh, the... Uh, the whole the plane flying yeah. into the Pentagon. Yeah. Where the hell did that come from? Yeah, it's okay. She's gonna get blown out by Marcus Flowers uh, next year. I sure hope so. Yeah, it's I remember. She ran unopposed this time. That's well, how. I'm, and she and she drew like this huge lightning rod because now now people you could have you could actually get away with having a moderate Democrat run against her. I'm to tell you the truth. I'm surprised she's not, uh, that she's not primaried in that district. Well, we got it. We got a ways yet. We got a ways to go yet. Well, this is, this is true, but it wouldn't surprise me though. If somebody or another Republican primaried her because she is so out there. Right. I mean, where it's funny because if you, if you listen to Trump, and yeah, I, he even Trump isn't as out there as some of these people. If you if, with what he's no, saying, no, he's he's given them the permission. But look, as far as she's concerned, 
The people of her district are not being fully represented. She's she is not permitted on any committees. She is, uh, you know, look, she's a joke, and hopefully, somebody, somebody, will run against her. Look, she's a whether, bad joke. Yeah, whether she's primaried or not, uh, she needs to be gone. Bobert needs to be gone. The whole batch of them need to be gone, and hopefully. And by the way, I don't really give a rat's behind if it's, you know, we need reasonable people in there. Where are the Republicans that used to actually think and didn't, didn't, uh, oh, so frustrating. They went out, they went out with Reagan. You know? Man, man alive. It's funny. You can say a lot about Ronald Reagan as far as some of the things that he did, uh, to uh, one of the things that really comes to mind off the top of my head was the whole dismantling of um, of state hospitals. Hmm. Uh, that 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 was one. But for the most he, for the most part, Reagan wouldn't even be accepted in what passes for today's no. Republican Party. No, no, Lincoln would be shocked. Oh, exactly. Lincoln would say, I'm just going to go see a play. Yeah. Boy, that would look like a blood balloon. Yeah, no, these are... You talk about rhinos, Republican in name only. Hokey smokes. Uh, They've taken it... uh, It's been taken to a place of... And remember, this is a minority. They're just loud and boisterous, and they get all this news coverage. And, and, and so it seems like there's more of them out there than there really are, but they have taken over. And, and you know, I, I, look, I'm tired of the whole thing. I'm I'm going to find a place uh, high in a mountain someplace with good Wi-Fi. And, uh, yeah, with good Wi-Fi. Because, <laughs> you know, that's important. I got to have an internet. Got to have internet, you know, or interweb, depending on, on who you're talking to. Because uh, because we're going to be the voice of reason here in a couple of years, John. We'll be a beacon shining out. You and I are going to be the voice of reason. Well, that's that's that tells you the state thing we get to. Yeah, that is a scary, scary thought. Going to get bad. We're going to have to go underground. They're shutting us mm-hmm. down. They're here to shut us down. They're coming we'll to take me away. Ha ha he he. <laughs> to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy exactly. to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take me away. <laughs> well, getting- I, I sure hope that you've, uh, that uh, you as listeners have enjoyed putting or, or listening to this as much as we've enjoyed. It's kind of been like the Frankenstein monster with the way we've put this uh, show together here and whatnot. And there are still bolts missing. So thank you for joining us here for that guy over there. I'm John Shannon. I got the money. See ya! <laughs>